Hey, everybody, it's me, Donald Miller. And before we start today's episode, I have some big news. As of this month, Business Made Simple is officially part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. We are so honored to be part of the HubSpot family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcast like Success Story with Scott D. Clary, Being Boss with Emily Thompson, and us. You can check out all of these shows and more at HubSpot.com slash podcast network. Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot network. Every week on this show, we coach you to build your business like an airplane. The cockpit is your leadership. The body is your overhead. The right engine is your marketing. The left engine is your sales. The wings are your products and the fuel tanks are your cash flow. If you master the six parts of a small business, your business will fly far and fast. Every week, we help a business owner just like you optimize their airplane. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Today on the podcast, it's all about your overhead. Now, you think of overhead as rent, as insurance, but you know the biggest part of your overhead are salaries. It's your labor. And today, we're talking to Michael Remolay. He's the CEO and founder of Gateway Family Services. It's a mental health organization providing individualized, innovative, and intensive services, including trauma-focused equine-assisted psychotherapy. You're going to be amazed. Michael is having problems with overhead, specifically with attracting, retaining, and paying top talent. If you are having trouble attracting and keeping talent and paying enough to attract top talent, today's conversation is going to be especially meaningful to you. Michael, I am so honored to be able to talk to you today, especially because of what you do and uh, and your heart to change lives. Will you tell everybody listening exactly what you do? Yeah, I am a licensed clinical professional counselor and I work with individuals who've experienced trauma. And the way that we um, do this work is we partner with horses in this process. You partner with horses. That's going to be a mystery to a lot of folks. Yes. And it's called equine therapy is what it's called, right? Yeah. And so we shorten that down because of the work with you to horses helping humans heal. And, and, and explain to me how the program works. Yeah, we work with a lot of kids, um, whether that is through the foster care system, um, veterans who've experienced combat, um, or uh, just, you know, we've all experienced a variety of different traumas. So people self-refer, or maybe they get a referral from their doctor, and we work on helping their brain heal from the trauma that they've experienced by utilizing science-based uh, interventions and strategies to help reorganize and, and um kind of bring some order to the brain in the area where that trauma took place. The cool part of this and the partnership with horses, how that works is um, a horse's brain is very similar to the brain of someone who's experienced trauma. Their survival skills are, you know, they're beefed up, they're ready to go all the time. And someone who's experienced trauma, they're highly sensitive and they're they're quick to kick into fight, flight, or freeze. So I've got a, a horse that's quick to fight, flight, or freeze and a, and a human and we got to work together on how are we going to help each other co-regulate um, so that we can both use all parts of our brain as we do this work together. You know, when I did, I did equine therapy. I told you before we started the interview. 
And, and it truly was life-changing. It's non-judgmental feedback from an outside source that that doesn't feel threatening to them. Is that the big part of equine therapy, the big it's, healing it's part? It's huge because, you know, when you give me feedback, I have my pathways and interpretations based off of previous experiences with other human relationships. I don't have those with horses. So I'm more apt to receive that unbiased feedback wow. and start to figure out how to do something about that. I never knew that's how it worked. That's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, everybody listening and, and including me wants this business to take off and work well. So, you know, we're here to do some business coaching. Tell us how the business part of what you do works. How are you funded? You know, what are your costs on, on such an exercise? Yeah. So as you can tell, there's a lot of overhead for us in a, in an, right. uh, a business like this, but we have, um, we've contracts with, um, Medicaid, with our state funded, uh, managed care plans with private insurance. Um, and then we do cash pay as well. Um, we are heavily uh, reliant on our donors to continue to support us, um, to bridge those gaps where, you know, an insurance company, their reimbursement rate is low or inconsistent. And we get quite a few denials for various reasons. And we, one of the things that, that's a core value for us is to do whatever it takes for our families. And so that means that we've got to seek outside sources to bridge that gap so that finances aren't a barrier for services. Okay. Now, another thing that we haven't talked about, but I know, is that you're not near a major city. You're, you're, people have to travel to get to you. Where are you located? We are in central Illinois. Our, um, our town is 650 people. Our closest big town is about 45 minutes away. Tell me your vision of what this would look like. 15 years from now to give me, I'm sure you've, you've laid in bed, all of us entrepreneurs laid in bed and thought this, it could look like this. And I wanted to, what's your vision? Yeah. So this would be a, a self-sustaining, it would be a program that keeps going that we have um, clinicians that are working here as well as um, in other sites around Illinois, because so people don't have to travel so far, we would have intensive services that not just uh, with the horses, but that we would go in and work with the families at home, school, and in the community to find success in all areas. We would be a teaching um, operation so that we would have uh, residents that would come in or like do a residency program where people would come and stay with us for two to three years and get their clinical training and learn how to do this work and that they could then go and start their own program. And then we would have the on-site, we would have places for people to stay like a tiny home for people to do some of those intensive weekends so that if somebody doesn't have access to the service nearby them, they could fly into us and spend a couple of days with us and really do some intensive services. So we'd want to have a small place for people to stay as well. So I love it. I love a little, a little community of tiny homes with a fire pit out in the middle and people able to talk at night and make s'mores. And the next day they get up and go back to their horse and figure things out. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're that far off. It really doesn't. It, it, you've got the hard work done. You've got the therapeutic component. That's the product. You've got the, the hard costs, which are the horses and the land. You know, you're, you're, you're talking about, gosh, five, six million dollars to complete the whole vision of what you want to do. And, but, uh, you know, everybody listening is going, oh, that's just, it's so hard to get right there, right? The first million is the hardest, and then, then the, the next 10 million is about the same. It's about as hard as the first million. So your, your horses and your, your clinical psychologists are expensive. Yes. And you need more of them, and you need both to be quality. Is that right? Correct. And then uh, to serve, to stay here, you know, because we've, got, we've gotten great talent to come through here, but they don't stick around. The talent that you're looking for... And almost all talent 
is is really interested in four things, and you're going to want to write these things down. And this translates to everybody listening. I don't care what kind of organization you run, what kind of company you run. The first is mission. You have got to clarify your mission. You've got and, and you've got to say, listen, if, if you want to change people's lives and heal them through equine therapy, this is where you need to come work. Right, so that that mission needs to be super, super clear. It needs to be spoken of often. It needs to be brought up at every staff meeting. It needs to be talked about in every interview. It needs to be on your recruiting website. This is the mission. That's number one. Number two is salary and benefits. So th- that's important too. Now that now, how do we lower that? There are a couple ways to do it. You know, one is people can raise part of their own salary so you may do a matching up to uh, 75 grand or 60 60,000 dollars so they can make a total of 120 if you have a nonprofit component you'd be able to do something like that other than that you know you got to fall back on the mission and I'll get to where you can you can pay a little less here in a second because you've got to provide some sort of compensation that isn't monetary I'm going to get to that that's the fourth thing that we want to talk about the third thing though is community and it can't just be we're a group of therapists who hang out with each other out in the middle of nowhere. There's got to be a component to the community. You know, for instance, not only do we take other people through this therapeutic experience, we take ourselves through it. So, you know, Mondays may be reserved for the group of counselors counseling each other and speaking into how to be a better counselor, all that kind of stuff. There may be on-site living that you do for for the period that you're there. There may be chores that you do. A whole program that is centered around creating a cohort of very close friends and families. And then that, uh, and that brings me to the fourth thing, which is also compensation. It can cover some of your compensation, and that is experience. You know, you're going to get experience in equine therapy, and you're going to get intensive experience in equine therapy that is valuable because you can turn around and use that on your own. And so you can go to any therapeutic retreat center that has horses and add an equine program. You know, you've got to show them ways that this experience can be turned around and monetized. So you want to show them four or five things that they're going to be able to do that make them more valuable on the open market because they spent time with you. That that's what you're going to want to do, and all this needs to be in writing, and it needs to be processed out so that it is a formal program, and it needs to be able to be explained in that way. And you need to be, you need to have testimonies from people who say, yes, I only made sixty thousand dollars a year, but you know we had food was taken care of, and what I left with was the ability to go make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, or even start my own program somewhere else. It's almost like you're getting paid to get an education on how to leave and make a lot of money doing this and, and, and helping a lot of people. What people look for is mission, salary and benefits, community, and experience, which I would also consider part of salary and benefits because the experience is a, it's a value offer that allows them to go make money. And we're talking about salary and benefits and we're talking about experience. Both of those categories, you need to, they need to translate to money. Because ultimately, you've got, to, you've got to cover them financially. And I also think covering them financially is a sign of respect. So those are the four things. Now, apart from that, this is an idea. I think in order to package all of those things together and bring in rock star talent and attract rock star talent, you do it as a two-year experience. 
So it's only a two-year commitment. And by the end of the two years, you get a certificate, you get it from the organization, and you get a, a letter from you guys, you get a robust list of the things this person is qualified to do, you get a vouch from, you know, vouch from you that says they could walk into your retreat center, your youth camp, whatever, and they could run an equine therapy program that you could then charge for, here's what we charge for ours, that sort of thing. So you really set them up after the two years that there's a point at which you are now valuable. And you would also need to say, look, after one year or two year, whatever the program length is, you got to go. You, you, you know, we have a small staff that sticks around, but there's a waiting list of people who have applied to come live here and do this. This is phenomenal. You know, unpredictability is part of what makes starting and growing a business both exciting and, let's be honest, terrifying. From the next loan payment to your next big sale or your next acquisition, finding predictability in business is about as likely as finding a last-minute Valentine's Day dinner reservation. It is unlikely. A HubSpot CRM platform, though, is here to help you grow and scale with you through uncertainty so you can spend your time getting to that dinner reservation. HubSpot's reporting dashboard is like your crystal ball, giving you a bird's eye view on your marketing, sales, and customer service performance. You can get ahead of any issue before they happen. And shared inboxes make incoming chats and emails easy to manage and scale for everybody. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. And now back to the show. Now, you got to cover some of your overhead. And what I would do is, you know, a tiny home is 120 grand for a really nice one. Uh, Developing a piece of your property with a road in, road out, sewage, uh, electricity running out there, you know, that's going to be another hundred grand. So four homes is one, two, three, four, eighty, five, six hundred thousand dollars gets you a gravel road out to a fire pit and four tiny homes around it. You need to put together a PDF that explains every bit of that cost, including furnishing, including the fire pit, including the Adirondack chairs. You want to spend about 3500 bucks, and you want to get elevations drawn of what that will look like. So just, just images, architectural renderings of what this area would look like. And you want to be able to say, look, if we can get our tiny home village, here's the, here's the number of lives we would be able to heal and help every year through these programs. And then I would go find a donor for that. Because donors, donors want to, uh, they want to give money to something really specific. They want to give money and say, yeah, for 600 grand, I am buying four tiny homes, a road, sewage in and out, electricity in and out, a fire pit, and eight Adirondack chairs that translate into at least 70 children's lives being dramatically changed every single year and this many families experiencing a healing through a four-day workshop or intensive. That's what they want to give to. Wow. And by the way, that's Tiny House Village 1. Tiny House Village 2 is $600,000 more. And Tiny House Village 3 is $600,000 more. And then 
you, then you're going to put together the Frisbee golf course because God knows you're in the middle of nowhere and nobody has anything to do. So you're <laughs> gonna have, and the Frisbee golf course is going to cost $18,000. You know, give a menu of items for people to donate and buy for you. Wow. The, uh, and I think the thing that you said in, is looking at the products that solve problems and in listening to your stuff, the thing that I think we fell into when we started this was we played the victim all the time. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. You're helping victims. Right. And so that that's huge for us. And I think even in the last three months, we've started to make that shift and we're seeing the results, the fruits of that labor. Um, but I think well, that's, and, that's and let so me give huge. you another let me give you another angle on the mission that has to deal with that. You know, your mission can be we want to help kids who've experienced trauma. An even stronger mission is kids have tried therapist after therapist. They've tried trauma centers. They've tried. They've been in juvenile detention. They've been in foster homes. Nothing that they've tried is healing their brain. They they deserve to be able to experience equine therapy, and that's why we exist, and that's what we deliver. And you know that is a mission that I'm telling you, therapists will be like, okay, you know, they'll go to their wife or their husband will say, honey, it's two years, we're out in the middle of nowhere, but I think we should be doing this. That gave me chills. That's that's amazing because I think that is it. So a question for you now that you say that is we want to make sure because we're a small community, I don't want to speak poorly of other therapists. Does, that's that's well, been I mean, our I struggle. Wouldn't, I wouldn't name them. <laughs> you know, okay. But I would, I would say traditional therapy is, is helpful for most people. I like that. Yeah. But, but there are people who've experienced such a degree of trauma and have such distrust for human beings that therapy is not going to work and it will never work. And their lives will be... Uh, you know, virtually destroyed if they can't experience equine therapy or something like equine therapy. We are the last resort for many, many kids who are about to enter adulthood. And we're not, we're not letting them through without healing, having a healing experience. We're just not going to do it. We're here. People, will, I'm telling you, I get, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. I feel like I'm now pumped and ready to go start this. <laughs> <laughs> this is spot on. And I think that to combine this with the, getting those those marketing pieces together to market this appropriately. We just kind of threw things out there. There wasn't a plan. And so now breaking it down even further gives me some tangible things that I can walk away with and do stuff with in the next two to three weeks. So this is a, this is phenomenal. Well, uh, you've got about 350,000 small business owners, hopefully Ooh. who pulled over on the side of the road before they started crying, who are, are really behind you. And uh, if we want to know more or we want to donate something, where would we go, Michael? Gatewayfamilyservices.org. What you're doing is, is fantastic. It's one of the reasons we had you on the show is not just to give you some great business advice, but because you're one of the people that the world needs to know about. Please keep us posted on how this goes. Uh, I, it's, it's easy to dream it up. It's hard to do it. But you know there's great meaning and great reward in the hard work. And just keep going. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Boy, it seems like week after week on this podcast, we talk to somebody who you just want to win so badly. And, you know, it, it, it just seems like there are so many entrepreneurs out there. Their stories are just incredible and they are driven by this mission. Michael, I hope that you just radically succeed. I hope you have Tiny House Village 1 and Tiny House Village 2 and Tiny House Village 3 and Cottage Staff Cottage 1 and Staff Cottage 2 and Staff Cottage 3. I hope you have a two-year program that 
anybody who wants to learn equine therapy would consider the cream of the crop. I mean, we got to go to Gateway Family Services if we want to be the best. I, I think that's five years away. And I think there are donors out there, maybe listening to my voice, who would like to call Michael and say, man, I, you know, my life was changed. My child's life was changed. We would love to help you uh, get going and maybe learn a little more about them. So if you want to do that, that's fantastic. We love putting good people together. Well, at the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. Today's plan of action is all about attracting and keeping top talent. So we talked about the four things that you need to provide in order to attract and keep top, top talent. And the first is a mission. Now, some of you say, Don, I just sell plumbing equipment. You've got to have a bigger mission than that, right? Other people are getting ripped off by plumbers. That's one way to do it. Or most people became plumbers because their dad was a plumber. Uh, they really don't grow personally inside of their job. And so we have a program that helps you develop yourself personally. Uh, you know, whatever you can do, clarify that mission. And let me give you a tip. A mission, a, a mission that people are attracted to is a counterattack against an injustice. So if you listen to Michael and I, as we talk about that, it, you know, these kids have tried everything and nothing has worked because they're scared of people. And so a horse may be the only thing that's able to heal them. It's a counterattack. This, this organization is a counterattack against the injustice that somebody might not get the help they need because their, their brains affected by trauma are just too scared to interact with another human being on that level. That's a counterattack. And people, they want to attack darkness. They want to attack darkness. So how does your business or mission? How do you guys attack an unfairness, an injustice, big or small? Doesn't matter. But how are you a counterattack against an injustice? If you can explain that in simple language, you'll recruit better talent. Next is salary and benefits. Now, if you make great money, pay great money. You, you really should. I mean, give great benefits. You know, I, I just learned this over time. You know, the better our maternal leave is, the better our paternal leave is, the better our bonus structures are. And the more we've, we've created processes around those and we do those, we do, do so in percentages of profit, you know, so that it's wise. It's not dumb for us to offer these things. Just the better talent we get and the longer we can keep those folks. Uh, I also like if you're a nonprofit, that idea of matching uh, whatever somebody can raise. And, and it just says, hey, if you put skin in the game, we're going to put skin in the game. Or you cover room and board or something like that. If you're a nonprofit, it's one way to do it. Next is build a community. And, and I don't care what kind of business you are, you can build a community. One, you know, we do very simple things. We have uh, staff lunches once a month. We you know, obviously do staff Christmas parties. We do, uh, we, we've got a new office that we're opening soon. And it's in a great neighborhood in Nashville, Tennessee. And so we're going to do pub walks. <laughs> we're going to do uh, all sorts of stuff there. Movie nights, uh, you know, great fun stuff. Stuff. You know, one of the beauties of running a business is you get to build a community. And, and I know people who own businesses and they consider the idea that they have to hire people and manage them as a thorn in their side. And I, I, to those people, I say, you are seriously missing out. It's the best part. It's the best part. And if you can change your mind to say, no, I'm not just going to build a business. Internally, I'm going to build a community of people who really love each other and care for each other. We only hire people who we, we sense are going to be good for our community. That is, they're going to speak positive affirmation and love and kindness into their coworkers. 
Because why? Because then it makes a greater environment for everybody to work in. I can attract better talent. I can keep better talent if everybody here is just fairly compassionate and caring. That starts at the top, by the way. You just can't walk into a room and chew everybody out and 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 be moody about everything. It's just not going to work. All right. The fourth is experience. What experience do you offer your team members? And I always like the idea of that, that when somebody works for me, you're giving them the kind of experience that is increasing their value on the open market. And there are a number of ways to do that. You know, part of it is the experience itself could be a kind of certification. You know, what will they be able to put on their resume? You know, if, if you have a, a shop where you're paying people minimum wage, well, could you also teach them to run the shop and then describe some sort of small business experience that they are getting that they can put on their resume or or, or as they move to their next job? The reality is, yeah, you're going to lose some people to some better experiences, but one, you're being a really great human. And two, they're going to stay a lot longer and be a lot more engaged because they are getting valuable experience. If you can do that, do it. Uh, these four things, clarify your mission, salary and benefits, build a community, and offer experience are the four things I think you can use to attract and retain top talent. Fantastic organization, uh, this, this framework, these four things you can use to retain talent and create a fantastic organization of your own that people just absolutely love to work for and they'll love working with you because you have provided that. If you have a business and you are struggling to grow and you feel stuck and you're not sure what to do next, but you know you've got potential, you go to mybusinessreport.com and fill out our assessment. You'll receive a free detailed report on the health of your business. It's going to help you identify any weak spots in your airplane and give you customized plans on how to fix it. Thousands of business leaders have already done it and are saying it's one of the most valuable free tools for growing your business out there on the internet. Just go to mybusinessreport.com and get your customized plan to fix your business today. Well, thank you as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you build your business like an airplane so you can fly it far and fast. See you next week.